What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Episode one of Brain Surfing. I'm here to say, guest and internet friend, Iowa Retro Gamer Dad. How's it going, Iowa? Oh, just dandy. Another <laughs> day. We're both video game collecting folk, so I, th- I think we can both relate to the topic we're covering today. Video <laughs> game collecting burnout. Uh, in some of your recent videos, seems like you maybe been experiencing a bit of this burnout. Yeah, we just, you know, it's not necessarily the Cheech and Chong kind of burnout, as some people would say, but <laughs> it is uh, essentially what it's coming down to is just, uh, yeah, just kind of coming down to the room, looking around, and I, don't, I would not kind of say not necessarily liking what I see or just kind of, you know, the eternal void that can't be filled and just trying to find stuff to fill it. And some of the stuff is some now is looking back on it and it's not filling that void as it used to be or used to, I should say. No, I totally get that. And re- related to the looking around, Paul, like, I think because you look around at the games you own, right? And you own a lot of them. But then yeah. it's like, there's so many of them, especially like, when you get that collecting hype that you just keep building and building and building, eventually you look at the game that's like a lot. A lot of them you are not really interested in even playing. No, and that's it. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. Sorry, it's just like I'm looking over here now, and I, I mean I don't have an insane amount of games like some people, uh, you know, fellow YouTubers like Pac-Man Case and some of those guys that have like, you know, like thousands and thousands of games. But even looking over at my small playstation 3 collection which is probably you know a good 50 games or so uh i've played two of them and i've had them for i've had the collection for over two years now i think the only two i maybe have played is a little bit of the last of us and uh i played uh metal gear solid uh four guns of the patriots because i'm a big metal gear solid fan so i wanted to play that was about the only metal gear game i have not played yet so i mean i granted most of it was given to me by a co-worker so i didn't pay an insane amount of money but it was still kind of like i'm just looking at these games and i'm kind of like you know am i gonna play these ever or and you know why do i have this i mean i might have this right. game that's worth two bucks and now i'm stuck with it like a sports game i'm stuck with this i can't pay somebody that i'd have to pay yeah i'd have to pay somebody to take it away from me <laughs> yeah or the goodwill <laughs> Yeah, and then you know what? I'll give it to Goodwill, and then I will go there for months and months after that, and it'll probably be sitting on the shelf because <laughs> nobody else wants it either. And end up buying it again for a <laughs> thrift video. Yeah, do I have? Do I have this one? I don't remember. Do I have it? I, I don't know. I'll grab yeah. it, and then here, I'll somehow I... get my get my own game back. Yeah, that'd be great. You'd buy the same game you donated a few months later. I don't have Jeez. this one. Yeah, it's. It's happened. I've gotten rid of some games that I ended up going back and buying because I was like, why did I get rid of this game? And then I bought it, I played a little bit, and I was like, that's why I got rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know I had that happen, but I guess similar to owning too much stuff you don't play, is that I had the issue until I started using a tracking app where I bought a game, got home, and I already owned it. Oh, yeah. I, God, I think at one point I had... So, you know, the Gears of War trilogy. Yeah. Well, I had, I didn't have one of them, and I could never remember which one I didn't have. So every time <laughs> I'd go to a thrift store or something like that, I'd buy the Gears of War game I saw, 
and I'd bring it home, and it wouldn't be the one I needed. So at one point, I had about four of the original Gears of Wars, three of the second one, and then two or three of Judgment Day, and I never got Gears of War 2. I always had all the other ones. But I, and I was kind of like, come on, man. And my buddy, he... Uh, so my goodwill around here is very small, but my buddy lives up near... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Colorado Springs, and his goodwills are huge there. And he's always messaging me, hey, which Xbox, original Xbox games you need? Because they got so many there. And I don't keep track of them at all, man. Yeah. You know, and then I'm just like, I don't know, man, just grab me whatever. So then he ships me a package and I get a bunch of doubles. And I was just like, duh. And yeah, he, he always reminds me too. He's like, why don't you do, do something like this? I, said, I don't know, man, because I get about five to six days a month or so where I could actually sit down, I could record. I can edit and I can do all this stuff in a matter of a few hours. And then besides then, you know, besides that allowed time I'm at, I'm working constantly. I have three kids. I have all uh, the two older boys who are in sports. You know, I manage a gym part time. Me and my wife manage a gym part time. So I got two, you know, I got a full time job and a part time job, three kids and stuff like this. So it's hard to really just be like, okay, I'll go down there and just track it right now. And as some people see in my streams, when I have my three-year-old down here, it's hard to do a lot of things because he will relocate stuff. So then it's just like, I'll start tracking something. Right. And then next thing I know, I turn around, it's gone, and there he is running <laughs> off with it. So it's hard to track stuff. It's hard to get some stuff done sometimes. No, I, I get that. And plus, like, setting up the, tr like, I like the tracking, but when you first set it up, it takes so long with, oh, yeah. like, just going through each section of games, it's just like, when will this be over? <laughs> oh, and then it's just like, I, I had an app that I originally did that for, because for when I first started collecting, I really got into original Nintendo games, which was a bad time for because the prices were skyrocketing. They're yeah. kind of leveling out now and going down a little bit, the, the original Nintendo. But I was keeping track of them, and it was just like, you know, I was putting them in every time I got a new one, got a new one, and then... but. Yeah, then I got burned out on collecting NES games because I got a lot of fillers and some couple of decent titles, and I wasn't in the mood to really play them. So then I started selling them off. Well, then I would go check out my tracker, and I was like, well, I don't even have this game anymore, or do I have this game anymore? And I didn't update it. So then I was just like, yeah, so then I didn't even know what I had anymore. And then Yeah, that's that, like a nightmare. Yeah, so then that app, that app was nice to have only because... I could see about the value of my NES collection was. And at one point it was about, I think it put me around, you know, about, I think it was seven to $800 or something is what I had uh, estimated value, which I was pretty proud of myself, you know, and then thinking back on it, I don't, you know, I probably spent, you know, maybe half of that. And just with the fluctuation of the uh, NES market, it just, yeah, the value of them grew so much. So, when I finally went down and sold all my excess games, I basically had my little nice little NES collection I had that I wanted the games that I had from when I was a kid and some of the other ones that I really wanted that I played at friends' house and stuff. I almost had the collection for free because after the, the, the market fluctuation and then, yeah, just selling the games off, I basically had a little my nice little NES collection for free. Nice. Quality versus quantity. Yeah, and yeah, after that last NES haul, I got a bunch of games again, too. 
Yeah, you know, it's and funny enough. Um, speaking of the tracking apps, I, I think the tracking apps for some people, I haven't experienced this really, which is good, but I think the tracking apps for some people can almost like make them buy games they wouldn't buy because it almost turns into a game in a way where it's like, oh, right. I, I grew the Nest collection. I'm up 10% or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Buying games. Yep, I got I gotta break that one hundred game milestone. I gotta I gotta right. break that one thousand value marker or you know, something like that. I know me and a buddy, uh he 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 doesn't have any kids and he's got a full time job and stuff like that, so he was able to start buying games more. But I know we were having a race for a while there to see who could get more games and a lot that was kinda of part of the game too, was looking and being like, Okay, and then I was like, Okay, well, you know, we talk a little bit and then I sent him a screenshot of oh I got Blah blah blah, seven hundred games or whatever, you know. And he'd send me a screenshot back, and he'd have a few more. And then, like, God damn it, now I got to pick up more games, you know. I get that, and I'll, that plays into the whole like um, the community aspect because you see, like, like those Facebook groups, people will be posting their pickups, they'll be posting their collection, yep. and it's like it's all in good nature. But there's sometimes, especially in the beginning, when you're a new collector, it's not a lot of games. It's almost a slight jealousy where it's like, oh, that guy has. He has all those games, and I only have this little collection. I, I and then you go oh, to yeah. eBay. Yep, and you know, growing. Uh, I've been on YouTube for about two years now, and originally that's kind of in the beginning. I was watching people like Metal Jesus and um, them, and then people were watching them because they were getting these epic pickups or they were doing stuff like that. I know Metal Jesus does a lot more videos than that now. He actually has a, a decent kind of actually just talking about games and stuff. But I've seen stuff like that, or I, I remember when I discovered uh, Pixel Game Squad on Amazon and then started actually seeing that they were on YouTube, too. And, yeah, it was so awesome to watch these guys, and like you said, out of jealousy, too. But watching these guys have these crazy, crazy awesome pickups and then just watching the views coming in and in and in. And then I was like, well, you know what? Maybe if I get a, an insane amount, pay so much money for this stuff, that I myself am going to get a bunch of views. And then the golden dream, you know, that, that one big dream is someday I might be getting paid to be on YouTube. And instead of using my own money for stuff in my collection, I can use the ad revenue to buy stuff. And, that yeah, that pipe dream going down there. And yeah. Then, you know, if you think about it, then in the long run, I mean, how much money did you spend to get there in the first place? And how much of it was for nothing? Because, you know, you might have a very awesome epic pickup. Like my recent one with all those Nintendo box games and the NES box ones. And granted, it's only been out for a few days now, but I've had pickup videos that have done better. And they were just, might have been just using tags right or anything like that, but it just was like, well, why do I have, yeah, I, I, I get a pickup video that gets like 200 views. And it'd be like, why did that one do so much better than this one? And look at all the cool stuff I got in this one. And that just comes down to the YouTube algorithm, you know? Right. Well, that actually relates to one of the things that I was going to talk about is, um, because I think you and me as YouTubers in this, um, you know, this kind of general area can relate. The, um, when you do pickup videos, it almost, it also, now you've talked about this before, it pushes you to buy more games because, so you have stuff to talk about, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's just it. You don't want to, you know, it's, it's one thing to go to Goodwill and, or any thrift store and just buy a handful of random games like, shrek kart racing and stuff like that but nobody's gonna want to watch that you gotta have you gotta have something hidden you gotta have something cool that yeah. people are gonna be like yeah you know oh my god i want finale. that right 
And then if you don't find that, then then you get to uh, you get desperate. And you start looking on eBay, you start looking on Macari, you start looking for something that you might, instead of doing what you originally were setting out to do was saving money, you end up dropping too much money or even over retail prices on something cool just so you have something to present to the to the masses, to the people that are watching, just like, look at this, look my golden cow, or you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. look at this awesome thing I got. And then, but then that you start when we're talking about the burnout, now you start getting burnt out and then you almost, uh, your brain almost starts to rewire. So you start looking at some of the stuff you bought and then you think about that, like that golden cow that I had in that video and I showed it off and people were like, oh, that's cool. And then they just go up to you and go, what else do you got? And then you're like, uh, I, I don't know. And then you just kind of go from there or you just like, you take that thing you bought, you show it to them and then, okay, now what do I do with it? And you stick it over in the corner, and it sits there for months, okay? You clean it every once in a while, and you organize your game room or clean it, clean your game room, and just it just sits there. And you know, you might not even really wanted it that bad in the first place. So that was kind right, of what I was talking about. Just buying it for content. The burning out part is you start noticing that, yeah, you're just buying to make to look cool. And then it's just like, then you don't, yeah, I don't want this anymore. I don't need copies of FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like goes into that whole backlog thing where it's just like it, it, it it, the anxiety of like you cuz you feel a bit, a bit guilty cuz it's like well I bought like 10 games last week. I haven't played any of them. So I I'm, but, st- I'm still playing the same games I played 30 years ago and I'm buying new games. Yeah. And you know, you know what I mean like 30-year-old games I'm still playing those or even 20-year-old games, I'm, I'm putting in RPGs from when I was a kid that I already beat three or four times, and it's like, all while it's, uh, these other games are just sitting over here in the corner, and then you almost feel bad for them, but it's like, well, I'm not really in the mood for that right now, I just want to play this game. And then, well, especially and, with modern-day games that you buy, because they just take so long. Yeah, and some of them that, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it seems like they're either extremely too long or they're too short or they're missing stuff, which of course then comes out later on in DLCs. But it's just kind of, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like modern games. I mean, like I was just talking the other day about, I played, you know, Resident Evil three remake, Resident Evil seven biohazard. Um, I've been playing some other games too, like modern games. And you know, it's don't get me wrong. I love modern games. And sometimes I will, push towards playing a modern game if i haven't played it yet and i know i'm gonna like it so like when people were talking about uh i know dead space is i wouldn't say it's retro yet but it's closing in on it probably next generation but like that was a great game and i knew it was gonna be a good game so i played it and i enjoyed it but yeah it's i don't you know i don't like people to think that just because i put retro in my youtube name that i'm gonna pigeon pigeonhole or pigeon toe myself to just doing retro games which right. came up and that's came up before too. It's like, why are you playing this? You're, I will retro gamer dad. I said, man, if I could go back, I'd probably change that name because at the time I just thought it'd make me more popular, especially because, you know, with the retro scene the way it was, but then it ended up, yeah, just being the name that I stuck with. And then, yeah, now I'm kind of glued to it. People are like, well, change your name. And I said, I don't, I don't really want to do that because that's kind of, you know, people know me as Retro Gamer Dad or Iowa or IR. I don't even, 
I will IRGD or whatever, you know. So that's how they know me now. So that's kind of stick with the image, I guess. Yeah, you don't want to change that marketing. But I get, like, not wanting to, like, you know, like, stuck in one area. Well, view it as can only cover retro games. Because then it's like in the future when you branch out, it's always like, well, people you know, people are not going to like this. Yeah. Am I going to post something with a modern game? And are all these people that are my, you know, my retro followers, are they going to be like, oh, what the heck? And then unsub. I mean, it's no big deal to do, but it's just kind of like, you know, are they going to be there just for the retro or are they going to be there for everything else? Right. That's right. Which was a fear when I started doing the food challenges. I thought, you know, it could either go two ways. It could either start bringing people in that was, you know, that were interested in, you know, entertainment like that. Or was it going to start pushing my, you know, not necessarily my diehard subscribers. Because most, you you know, like you guys are my friends. So it's like, I'd have to do something with this guy. I'm leaving, you know. Yeah. But, it's kind of like that. It's just like, I mean, that's what I was wondering. Like the guy that, you know, subbed because I had a couple awesome pickup videos. Is he going to leave now because he's watching me eat a one pound Reese's peanut butter cup, you know? Yeah, right. You hope like that. You you would hope that they would see it in a sub box and say, well, this guy's made a lot of great content that I like. I don't like this video, but I'm sure he'll, the next video will be for me. Right. But unfortunately, because I have the issue too, it's especially with non-video game related videos. It's like sometimes you'll see that number drop, or your boy, like, oh, okay, I just got, I just got five new subs. Should I really drop this non-video game video, or do I, do I gotta make a video that will relate to them too? Right. And you know, we could talk about retro game burnout. We could also talk about YouTube burnout because I've seen YouTube burnout a lot lately. Uh, friends taking breaks from making videos, or just sitting back and enjoying them. And you know, I can understand that too because for a while there, I kind of. I didn't necessarily be a huge hiatus, but I kind of tried tried my dip my toes in the the Twitch water, and found out it's not bad. I got I ended up getting affiliated through Twitch and stuff like that, but it was not you know my friends. Some of my friends were there, but some of them weren't. But I found like one day I'd come back and stream on YouTube, and there would pop up all my friends again, and it's just like now because that's where I started. So. I, yeah, you could get burned out on YouTube, you could get burned out on retro gaming, you know, and then I think it just kind of comes down to uh, what do you do afterwards, you know? Do you stick with it or do you take a break and some people take breaks and don't come back? Yeah, definitely. YouTube burnout relates too as well because I think it's just like anything you're excited about that you can put money and time into. You can go yep. overboard and then... Oh, like, if you're just not getting the results you like, or the same thing with, like, the game clicking pickups jealousy thing. It's like, if you see other YouTubers, it's like, oh, that guy, that guy, this game clicked up, joined the YouTube scene four weeks ago, and now, look, he's he's blowing fast. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that's, it. yeah, and, like you said, the jealousy, not just in the collecting, but in the way that the channels are growing, too. And then you, you know, you, and you you don't want to, but you sometimes tend to think of negative thoughts. Like, is this guy paying for subs? Is this guy paying right. for um, all this stuff? I know, uh, I don't, I won't say her name specifically, but I know there's this, uh, a newer girl YouTuber that started and she was growing really fast. And some of the, some of the more negative channels were really starting to pick on her. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, you didn't, you knew exactly why they were picking on her. One, they were jealous of yeah. her and how fast she was growing. 
And then just two, you know, hey, she's a girl. This is a girl, you know, and then, you know, happy, you know, people are nowadays. A lot of these YouTube channels are just, you know, sexist guys thinking that, oh, she's a girl, you know. She she doesn't even have to do anything. She could just go on there and show a couple of games, but because she's a girl, she's going to get, you know, a ton of more views. And it's just like, dude, she's just like the rest of us. She's sharing her passion. She's showing off, you know, what she likes and. You know what? I I enjoyed her videos, and I thought she did an awesome job. Right. And, Plus, like, yeah. she's not the she can't be like not doing anything when she's like presenting like well-made videos that clearly research right. and time went into. Yeah, and it, and either and it's not like especially when it's not coming from a negative thing anyway. She's obviously not fighting for views. She's not doing like some of these people I've recently subbed from that keep doing bully talk videos or stuff like that, you know, and yeah. people watch it just for the drama. I mean, she was just going out there and showing her passion for video games, which is what, you know, I, yeah, well, we, we can save this for another episode, the dark side of the retro community. Cause I can go on for a while now because I stumbled upon it. I didn't think it existed. And then I found it. And it's not, well, I'd love to make that episode with you. Yeah. We can maybe we can schedule that sometime down the road because that's kind of been something too that's been bothering me lately was some of the people that I didn't know existed in the community that do. Yeah, there's definitely that underbelly. Like the community's pretty good, but there's definitely yeah. that certain element. Right. Well, I think uh, I think we've covered game collecting burnout pretty well this episode. Um, to end it real quick, I'll just throw out a few um little elements of it that might play into it, and then. Uh, maybe a solution. So I think one issue too, it sounds lazy, but like when you own a bunch of consoles, like sometimes the hassle of finding wilds and switching them out and putting them back can, can be enough to make you just keep playing on this console that's hooked up. Right. And so then I was uh, that yeah. my Xbox one, since, you know, Xbox has been doing so well on backwards uh, compatibility. That's, that's a lot of what I've been doing with my Xbox one lately. It's just leaving that thing hooked up because, I could just go that route. It's way more convenient, backwards yeah. compatibility. Yeah, and they, and they did free games for a while there, and a lot of them were original Xbox and stuff games. So I have a lot of digital versions of games from just having Xbox Gold for the longest time, you know, and plus Game Pass is so awesome. They've got so many games on there, too, and, they, and they're going back to their roots and doing original Xbox games on that, too. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it's nice. I'm all, I'm, Xbox One is like the console I primarily play on. The backwards compatibility and all that is, like, a huge convenience. Because, like, the Xbox 360 runs loud, and the whole time I'm afraid it's going to red ring. Like, the Xbox One is a lot more better of an experience. You don't want to look at that 360 in the wrong way, or it might, yeah, it <laughs> might give you a, the stink eye back. Well, the old white one runs like, like a jet engine, and the black one runs like a like like a chainsaw. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Like it's like the it's gonna explode. You feel like? I yeah, my Sega Dreamcast, and I I thought it was just my Sega Dreamcast, but oh, I guess Sega yeah. Dreamcast is fa famous for being loud. It's the loudest. Like yeah, you wonder like is there something wrong? Is the disc drive in mine broke? Right. Well, I what what are some solutions for for game collectors out there who are starting to have some of these issues? 
So one of the big issues is like with anything, you have to you have to see the problem, and you have to you know you got you got two choices. Uh, you well you got a few choices, but two of the main ones are you either need to get rid of the collection and go from there, or you need to you know hold on to it and kind of work through it what you're gonna do and just take like a break. So I've kind of done a mix of the ones I've been. Which is strange, like I said in the past video, ironically and strangely is I'm taking a break from pickups, buying games, looking at games, anything. I've deleted Macari, I've deleted eBay, you know, I've, I've deleted everything off my phone because that used to be a morning r ritual was get up, scan through the new uh, new games listed on eBay and Macari and stuff like oh, that yeah, and see definitely. if anything good. And even, I, I got... Even if, yeah, as I say, even if you don't plan on buying anything... Yeah, you, you can it's waste so much time on eBay. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. Besides, besides the time wasting, then you're looking through there, and then you'll see a game that you don't even like, you don't want to play, but you'll see it for five dollars less than what the you know a normal price for it is, and you're like, I'm gonna get it, and then you get it, and it sits over there. But yeah, it's just that, another trophy piece. Yeah, and that's just kind of like the one other solution is get rid of the apps if you're gonna go to you know if you're gonna take a break, get rid of the apps. Uh, I've recently been taking a break from Facebook, so of course I don't have the uh, Facebook Marketplace popping up. Um, I'm not one for looking on Instagram at the uh, you know the people that do claim sales and stuff like that. So I've been avoiding that. So I've been avoiding all these things just to kind of chill, you know. And uh, you know, whenever behold, I get a big lot of NES boxes and get box games and box thrown into my lap, basically through messenger from my hair, you know, the person that cuts my hair. And it's kind of funny because the minute you stop looking sometimes is when the stuff starts popping up. But before this, I was, uh, I went on, uh, God, I don't know the exact kind of what hunt you would want to say for this, but I, I basically, uh, sacrificed the week, and got the strong. I went through and got rid of a ton of fillers, like a huge box full of fillers. And then I went to my GameStop instead of wasting time trying to sell it online. Right. And I just had the temptations of looking at games online and having that credit sitting in my Macari account that I could use to buy more games. I just took everything to a video game shop, traded it all in for you know the store credit there, and picked up you know three or four games that I I, that I wanted for my collection, whether it be to play later on or that I knew had more value. Because the trick of coming with a lot of this is with collections and stuff like that is you want to get the uncommons and the rare games first because you those might not be around as much. You know, I don't need 10-yard fight on the NES. I don't need, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I want, you know, like Adventure Island 3 or, you know, stuff like that. So when I traded all that stuff in and I got like over $100 worth of credit, I picked up Resident Evil 2 and I picked up Resident Evil 3, both non-greatest hits, the actual original ones. Um, and then I picked up the Resident Evil 2 remake on Xbox One. So I went through and got rid of games I would never play and got stuff that I would play. And that's kind of what I've been doing now. And that's kind of been my solution for the burnout is getting rid of, uh, yeah, it's just, just get rid of, getting rid of stuff. And because I, I didn't even have any room for new stuff. I mean, I was running out of room down here for stuff. I, I was going to have to buy hundreds of dollars worth of shelves get some of the cool, you know, stuff like that, because I have, I don't know, like almost 20 consoles. So any game that's out there, I can almost grab. Right. And so it was just like, yeah. So it was just kind of like, 
Another solution I found too was when you got rid of the stuff was I used some of my money to purchase a retro pie. And my retro pie four has about eight thousand games on it from Dreamcast, you know, down. So it's almost like Netflix now. I'm just sitting there constantly looking through there trying to find a game to play. So I have all the games that I really want to play on that too. That kind of goes along with your cord thing earlier, talking about swipping cords out and stuff all the time. Now I don't have to. Yeah, HDMI, baby. Now, I, I thought about buying those multi-cults before. Oh, yeah. And you get the right... I think if you get one of those EverDrives, you're you're in luck. I don't know about the other ones, because I know like somebody will say, oh, we got 150 games on this, but then you'll get on there, and it'll be like some Korean Mario Brothers <laughs> yeah. game. Or, you know, something, or it'll be the same game, but with five different names. Or you know Oh, yeah, I mean? like those, those terrible, like, like 500 games in one, and, and it's like, it's like jump 20, oh, yeah. yeah, 20 different ways to play Frogger. Yeah. <laughs> now, this I, one's it, house. You always see those at, like, Bones and No Bone. It's like, this is just, just a scam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get, yeah, they, I don't know how they can do that either. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, and they, they always have, like, a 3D, like, modern game on the picture. Like, that's what you're going to be playing. Right. And then it's like, a, it's not even like, it's not even the arcade port of Pac-Man. It's like the, it's like the ne- the Nintendo Entertainment System port. Yeah, the Tengen one or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where you got the Atari, or the Atari 2600 one, which is like the worst one ever. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't even look like. Yeah, That's I mean, like, yeah. solution is you just got to figure out your goal. You got to either figure out, do you want to just save the stuff? Do you want to store it? Or do you want to get rid of it? And yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of hard to get out of being, a you know, from burnout perspective. It's a lot of times I think people just take a break from it, put the stuff down and enjoy the games. Then they'll, you know, they'll go from there. I think a lot of times it's, we as collectors forget the enjoyment we actually had for the games in the first place. And that's why I yeah. like that radio response is that was going around. Are you a collector or are you a gamer? I get that. It's like you because it's not just about acquiring the games, it's about playing them. Right. And and also all I'll say is um speaking of because you're talking about selling off, you know, the games you didn't want. Well for, for games that you will actually play, my message to collectors out there, especially new ones, would be I understand like when people post on like a Facebook group like, oh, just cross the 500 games mark or something. And yep. somebody will look at like all these cartridges that they don't, they're not going to play, but they don't want the number to go down. They don't want the shelf to be more empty, yeah. but quality over quantity at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, I know. I had, you know, I could have 15 horrible games looking on my shelf, but my buddy will pick up, you know, Metal Storm or whatever on NES, which is a, a really rare title and it's a very fun game. And besides that being very expensive, it is a very fun game. And then it's just like, you know, he was he was always showing me those games. And I was like, ah, you know, and then I got really jealous. And I'm like, well, I just spent, you know, well, I got 15 games. Like, yeah, well, I got Metal Storm, though, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you do. And it's like all that yeah. money I spent buying those games just because they look cool on the shelf aren't going to mount to Jack because I'm probably never going to play them. Yeah, right. Because, like, the number of us is the, um, like, what you have, like, the rare games, or a lot of games, but the games that you're interested in is the answer at the end of the day. And also, 
guys, you can always get the games back. If you sell off like oh, yeah. a bunch of games, you can get them back, and it might even be cheaper when you get them back. So it's not like the devoting space in your home to something like that. Like it's not worth the stress, and it's it's okay. These all these objects aren't real. Like they're not thinking. They're not gonna feel bad that you got rid of them. Oh, yep. That's yeah. I I don't know though. I think my Xbox would be pretty sad if I got rid of him though. <laughs> yeah. He said it. No, yeah. you, you see it all the time. You see YouTubers donating their collections uh, to charity to help with some great cause, you know. And that's that's the one thing they say is, you know, what if I I can always get it back, but if I can help, you know, donate this donate this collection, get a few thousand dollars, and help this person who's suffering from cancer or something, you know. I'm going to do that because, you know, I could always get the games back, but you might not be able to get that person back, you know? Yeah, like that, a cause like that, I think, is yeah. definitely worth it. You know, speaking of the games, now I'm now I'm picturing, like, the end of Toy Story 3, but it's like a game collector's games being... <laughs> <laughs> so like, this is the it, Xbox, take good care of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, See you later, and... pal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I what I think this is a pretty good conversation that will hopefully help yep. some new collectors. And I might throw this up on YouTube too as an okay. advertisement yeah. podcast. Yeah, if you want, you know what? If you do that too, just let me know and I can do something too and maybe we can throw it up in mine too and get it out there. So that way I mean I've been meaning to get more back into listening to podcasts too because like Especially at the gym when I'm on the treadmill, I kind of like listening to people talking about stuff or watch YouTube videos. Oh yeah, podcasts are nice. I, I always have them on my um, like my night crew job. There's not yeah. enough of them, right? 